time for your song of the day. Your free daily download from KUPX. I'm Jack Anderson. Things might still be shut down, but watch out, Austin. There's a brand new group in town. I'm talking about the four longtime friends who make up Austin Quartet, Yes Sir, No Sir, who just put out their debut album, Bright White Light. Yes Sir, No Sir. Actually, it's been a month or two since we've done a pod, so this is going to be fun. This is obviously the most people we've ever had on, so we've got to go through and make sure that we introduce everyone. And I think what we'll do is we'll just let you introduce yourselves. So maybe uh, just name, uh, role in the band, and any other thing you think is relevant. Kyle, you want to start it off? Sure. My name is Kyle Cox, and I play guitar in the band Yes Sir, No Sir. And I'm 43. (laughs) That's relevant. (laughs) Relevant. I like that. My name's Ashton. Uh, I play keys, and y'all remember me from previous podcasts. <laughs> I'm back. A recurring, recurring figure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I am David Dirksen. I play drums. I have nothing relevant to add. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Johnny Jeffers. I play bass, and um, I have three daughters. And when I'm not playing music, I'm a creative director. Dang. Dang. Right. Got to show us up. Always, Johnny. Got to do it. And I'm 41. I'm younger than Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I might be the oldest. I'm Grant Chambers. I'm 45. My gosh. I'm 45. You're 45. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Uh, I play guitar. I have two kids. uh, Happily married. Passing the mic. I like the way that everybody feels compelled to share certain pieces. Do I need to introduce myself? Well, we just got to, yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? Okay. I don't know you. L- let's pretend like we've never heard me <laughs> have before. Haven't done 40 of these. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to shout out my kids, Harrison and Stella, and my wonderful wife, uh, Melissa. Boom. See, now I'm feeling oh, like yeah, a real wife. It's really great. Good job. <laughs> no, we'll skip to Kevin. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kevin Brinkater, uh, lead singer in Yes or No, Sir. Um, I have an amazing wife named Kelly to like beautiful kids, Frankie and June. I love you so much. That is I hate a, all of you. Yeah. There you go. I'm the irrelevant one. I made the irrelevant joke. <laughs> all right. So I'll give you guys the quick rundown. This is, I mean, I think, you know, a little bit we've talked or maybe Grant passed it on, but we started this podcast called Creative Moonlighting and it's essentially, that's what our lives have been for the past, whatever, 10, 15 years. It's like, you come up with an idea to do something or you collaborate with someone on something and it's nights and weekends kind of thing. And then by day, I'm, you know, going back to school and teaching and same with, you know, my wife. And I know, uh, at least in talking to you guys through the the music video and all of that, um, first off, it's awesome that you guys, that you guys have put together the album that you put together and you're working on this stuff. It seems like y'all get to come together every week. Um, and I, I, I know the feeling to some degree, but the consistency is really, really hats off to you because it, when you're doing it nights and weekends like that, it gets pretty rigorous. I mean, you, you have to really make an effort. So the idea that you guys do that all the time is great, but we normally kick off every show with some type of theme. And normally Denise is the one that comes up with that theme. And I think she's got something tonight, but that doesn't mean we have to stay on topic the entire time wherever you guys want to take this if you got something that comes to mind please interject it's very improvisational and very um just kind of free-flowing type conversation whatever you know whatever cool thought or or memory you can come up with that that uh, applies to whatever it is we're talking about we're happy to hear it 
So, Nisa, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Um, So, yeah, I think the other thing to know is we kind of wrap up every episode with top three. We call them top three. So, as we have conversation, it's like we probably snag three big ideas from whatever we talk about. You got about. nothing else from this. Yeah, if you get nothing else from the episode, at least you could get three things from it that others that are aspiring to be full time creatives, not creative moonlighters, um, might apply to the way they create art, music, um, film, whatever it is. So, if you see me scribbling something, oftentimes it's like, ooh, that's a good top three to share. So, um, yeah, I thought long and hard. I did a lot of I, I did some perusing around y'all's website and and looking at everybody's kind of history. Yeah. Internet stock, a.k.a. Internet Not stalking. Not even stalking anymore. And, it's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I thought with a band of six people that is really critical to create um, is this idea of connections, right? So how do you stay connected with one another? How do you stay connected to create music and art? How do you stay connected with community? All of those things, right? So I'll throw some questions out and then Matthew jumps in with questions too, but um, guys, it's a free for all, right? Yep, so sure. when that question comes up, toss it to somebody else at the table and we just keep the conversation going. So um, I'll, I'll start with the first question that I thought was, um, there's six, six of you in the band. And one thing I'm super curious about is a connection between you guys. So maybe name one connection you had to another band member, right? Like where did this start and how did this inspire like a creative collaboration? How did yes, sir, no, sir come, come together. about? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to throw it out there and somebody jump in and then toss it to somebody else. Dude. Yeah. I can take the first. Time. It was, uh, Mr. Grant Chambers, uh, reaching out a couple of years ago, just reconnecting. Uh, he and I were roommates, early two thousands, um, you know, played music together, but, you know, in a house full of musicians, you know, we had like two or three bands that shared that house. Right. And, um, but, you know, Grant had, uh, had moved away, started a family, started his business, came back to Austin and wanted to reconnect. And we, you know, went to Sunvolt show and, and, and reconnecting like at radio, getting beers. And he just, he kept like pitching, like, I don't know, we, you know, we're so close to each other. Why don't we like play music? And I was at a point where I had like two young kids. I just kind of stopped playing music, thought I was kind of done with it. But Grant was like, no, it'll be totally laid back. Like, we're just going to like play some music. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be convenient. It'll be awesome. And so it, it was just me and Grant for a while, um, you know, meeting here on, yeah, like Wednesday night. Um, he had a couple ideas and demos on the phone. And, and I just started writing lyrics because I think what Grant needed was lead guitar, keyboards, bass, literally everything I don't do. Um, I can <laughs> sing and play drums and kind of pick guitar, but... Um, but we kind of fell on a formula pretty quickly, but it was honestly like also he and I just catching up after years. It was awesome. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. That's sweet. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly how it went down. And, and for me, um, I was, uh, uh, I kind of suppressed music for many, many years purposefully, no regrets doing that, but um, hadn't played music for many, many years and got to a point where it just had to happen and it was going to happen, uh, one way or another. And, uh, uh, like Kevin said, we, we, at that point had been friends for 
um, I don't know, going on at 18, 19 years yeah. or something. It's been over 20 now. Um, and lived in a house together, had played in a band together. Um, I was also well aware of um, bands that he had played in, the last one being Mice and Rifles with Kyle. And uh, just a connection. Yep. Big, big fan, oh, yeah. big fan of that band. Um, and, uh, the, but the convenience thing was, was key. And I think that relates to, you know, the creative moonlighting is, is, uh, at least for us, there has to be a convenience. I mean, we have, um, the time is, is challenging and there has to be convenience of time, convenience of, of a place to play. All these things kind of have to line up to do what we're doing. Cause, cause I think when I was younger, being in a band, I took for granted, it takes a lot of time. And we were lucky to, to live in houses, you know, with bandmates and mm-hmm. have a room we could just roll out of bed and roll into and uh, start playing. That <clears throat> made it easy. We didn't realize how convenient that was at the time. But now being older, um, those conveniences aren't aren't there. So, uh, you know, we, we just figured out a way to make it convenient. Which, I mean, um, I guess that's kind of part of it, right? Is that you're, you're working out. I mean, you've got your office by day and then by night, it's the place where you guys meet up to jam. Cause that's where we that's are right. right now. Just so that everybody listening knows that we're, we, uh, we met at Grant's office and that's, that's their weekly practice. And that y'all have y'all had a show here yet or no, you no, we had one planned. You had one planned um, in January <laughs> and COVID spiked. And so we, we put it on hold, um, felt like that was the right thing to do. We've rescheduled it for what is that? The 26th, March 26th. Yeah. And, you know, barring another spike, we'll, we'll have our, well, yeah, we'll have our first show. Okay. Um, after a few years in the making. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, then, uh, and how, and y'all are one album in working on another one. Mm-hmm. That's the, this mm-hmm. is the second one, right? So when we right. did the music video for the first and now you're all in the thick of the second. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. So I heard a connection from that to Kyle. Mm, so okay. Kyle and Kevin were in a band together. And so, Kyle, how did you kind of get connected? I don't know any of these people. I was walking on (laughs) South Congress, and they rolled down their window and said, hey, do you play guitar? No. Uh, Yeah. 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 Kevin Kevin and I go back. God, I mean, it's got to be over 20 years now. Same with Grant. I mean. um, Are y'all from Austin? Is everybody from Austin or from? I know Johnny's from Amarillo. And then I'm from Houston. Kyle, you're yeah. from Houston. Kevin, where are you from? Brothels, oh, you're since. a unicorn. I am. A unicorn. You're a unicorn. Yep. We were oh, yeah. Y'all are unicorns. Oh, I know man. you do that. A good friend in college. We had a friend in college yeah. that was a unicorn. Yeah. How's this, was, right? Because yeah. we used to. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That worked well on. That was a good joke for the. Wait, it's Kyle. What do you got? Kyle Serum, I have to say that. So when Kevin and I lived in a house. They played in a band together, yeah. so Kyle was coming okay. over to the house all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, but okay. then um, it'll be go to Dave here in a little while. Dave and Kevin probably have the longest relationship here, I would guess, because y'all went to school together, mm-hmm. like from yeah. Little, yeah. young, young, young. Yeah, it's it, we're we're coming up on thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say three decades because <laughs> we he was uh, he's a couple years behind me, and we were in the marching band. Yeah. We were drummers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. And Dave but, was the 
Drum, center drum, snare. Drum oh, center snare. No, drum no, 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 no. I was drum, oh, drum oh, captain. Okay. I was the drum captain. <laughs> Oh, nice. Drumline captain. captain. Hey, what was your officer? Were you lieutenant captain? captain? You were colonel of the band. You were colonel? My senior year. Oh, my God. We you were didn't the most... have colonels. Dude, that's straight up popularity. <laughs> I just want to say that that New Braunfels drumline, out of out of that little town, a lot of bands. Yeah. The good bands. Uh, Mine wasn't one of them, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a band. And so, like, yeah, we, we uh, my band and... Kevin's really old band played a lot of shows together. Well, not a lot, but yeah. some. Steamboat, Red Eye Fly. Yeah. Steamboat that became the library that goes way back. Yeah, we've all been here since like the late 90s. Nice. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Pretty much from here then in that regard, because it seems like no one that I meet anymore is is pre-2000s other than your dad. <laughs> Ashton's dad, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm curious about Mice and Rifles. Y'all two well, were in a band together. Yeah. yeah. We, we've been in bands together for... 20, you know, 20 plus years. We, so at that same house, we would go over there and practice with our band Dragonfly Jones, which was another good name. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun group. And, uh, I played guitar in that. And, uh, Kevin was, Kevin was drummer in that band. Um, but I moved to Houston, lived there for 12 years, uh, came back here three years ago and, you know, was like, man, I want to play music again. And Kevin was like, we got this project going. You should come on and check it out. Uh, so, and that was yes or no, sir. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was yes or no. Yeah. So, um, I did and we recorded the album and it was magic, man. I mean, yeah. Just... Cause when Kyle was in Houston, he, uh, him and his wife, Sarah, before the kiddos, they'd drive here once a month. We'd play a show. Oh, nice. So talk about, talk yeah. about making it convenient. We never practiced as a band. Like I wrote mm. the songs and then we would hole up in music lab for a run through when he would get into town yeah. and then we'd load up and like load up into stubs or Lamberts okay. and that was it. Oh, wow. So like we really couldn't like, and that was at this time, you know, this was really before like it became super convenient on mobile phones to do garage van stuff. So like I was using four tracks and yeah. trying to, uh, literally transfer a file to an MP3 file so I could send it over email. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was like convenience to the max because we were just blessed that like everyone in the band did their homework. Yeah, yeah, like, Ashton, yeah, it's not as easy as it is yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so, all right. So then, uh, so I think we've got the connections there and I'm, we'll get to Ashton's, but I want to know the connection to Johnny. Uh, so uh, me and Grant work in similar fields. Uh, okay. So we met uh, like that, but I've been playing music in Austin since early 2000s and okay. actually had played a show with Mice and Rifles with one of my former bands. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. So when I, when I, when I got to my first practice here, I was like, I know you. Where did y'all yeah. play? Where, where did y'all play? Uh, like you were we, playing the same venue? Yes. Yeah. I, I had reached out. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had reached out to, uh, I met Kevin, uh, at one of his previous jobs and we would shoot the shit. As they say, every time I'd come in and we, we'd talk about music and uh, we both were playing in bands. I said, Hey man, we're looking for someone to help us out. And, and if, if your band could join us uh, and open th this night and uh, turns out anyway, my first practice, I was like, Hey man, I, I remember you and, and Grant had invited me, but uh, oh, wow. I took about 10 years off like these guys uh, raising kids and uh, I was just happy to be back. Okay. And Grant, was that what you were referring to earlier when you said you took a purposeful hiatus or whatever? Is Was it because of, of the kiddos? Is that the main reason or was there another yeah, reason? Yeah, no, my priorities became very, very clear. Yeah. I had met Melissa, my now yeah. wife, and that was my number one goal. And, and, and so therefore career became number one goal and then family became number one goal. But 
but music was in my head the whole time. You know, I just, uh, suppressed is a negative word. I just didn't, didn't play music for okay. a long time, but it was yeah. always there. And it got to a point where I thought, well, I have 450 voice memos. I should do something. Yeah. With this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I've asked you a bunch of times before, and I remember you saying that, but no, I just wanted to ask in case it was something darker. I really wanted to pry into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all good. No, no regrets at all. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, Johnny and I met um, working working together on projects. He's a creative director. I'm not. He is responsible for all of the Esther Noser branding and our nice. beautiful okay. web, our beautiful our website. website. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Which is also anchored by the beautiful video that you, Matt, yes, you Ashton, uh, beautifully produced. Yeah. It's beautiful. Man, that was that was uh yeah that was a really eye opener for me too. Cause I never, you know, coming from wanting to make movies, I didn't really think about music videos that much. It's not that I wasn't into music, certainly am, but that just didn't cross my mind much, you know? And now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of really, I really love the idea of it, yeah. the, of, of being it. able to tell a story through someone else's words in version of a song, but yeah. I have to just do the images. I don't get to, <laughs> I don't get to, Oh, you know, you missed part of that story. Now I can just write a line to make up for yeah, it. No now, dialogue. None of that. It's no dialogue. It's tell the story in just these images. And that's a, cha that's challenge and it's, but it's a cool one. So yeah, I thank you guys for, for that. And that actually brings us to Ashton because actually what's your relationship? How did you meet Grant? Oh, that would be, that, okay. That's a yeah. good call. Go I ahead. That is. It, right? Yeah. Good call. So, Actually, the whole connection is Melissa, Grant's wife, and I played tennis together in college right. at AM Corpus. So, yeah, Melissa and I have been good, good friends for right. almost 20 or 20, over 20 years yeah. now. And along came Grant, right? Like, we, I remember her calling us saying, I met this guy. I work at USTA. He's kind of cool. I he think, was in a band at the time. Yeah. And so then uh, Grant and Melissa moved to Tucson mm -hmm. and then um, we stopped in a couple times as we were going through to L.A. when Matthew and I lived in L.A. Yeah, we were then, going back yeah. and forth between Texas. When we would come back to Texas, we would stop off. Yeah. And then we times. all ended up back in Austin and we get together all the time. There's actually a group of. Well, there was a group of four. Now we're down to three. One just moved to Denver, but um, miss you, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, we miss you, KK. But um, there are there were four of us that played tennis together in college, and husbands. Everybody got gets along really well, so we get together every yeah. now and then. Sometimes here at workhorse for a like a holiday gathering. So yeah. that's our. That's the well, original that's connection. Right. Yeah, that's the original. It's really yeah. Melissa. So thanks, right. Melissa. Yes. And then out of that, out of the music video, then Ashton, you can tell that story. Yeah. So I, I didn't know Matt as my neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> so next door neighbors. Yep. Which is great. And Denise too. And, um, I tagged along with him to film this music video and which was a really cool experience just seeing how just Matt and his element of doing the videos <laughs> doing the video <laughs> and yeah not late night yeah. 3 a.m yeah. making up random songs in the garage <laughs> strapping right? cameras to old trucks yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I went and did the music video with him and a few weeks go by and I get a text from I think it was Matt yeah and he told me that you are interested in in me playing keys and filling in on keys yeah and so 
I was like, absolutely. I'd just love to play with some other musicians. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I, I took the opportunity and here I am. <laughs> Man, a big part yeah. of the podcast that we did with Ashton, uh, early on was sort of about, it was like the beginning of COVID. He, you know, had his whole like senior year kind of upended. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we thought he'd be able to go out and play music just kind of anywhere. And now that was all shut down, not even an option, even if he wanted to. So yeah, that was really cool opportunity too. I I remember thinking, oh shit, maybe they might be able to get something now. Now you guys are off and running. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, so Ashton, it was, it was, awesome to work with Ashton on the video and, and he checked a lot of boxes, especially in the way of, um, personality, just being a good dude. That's a big part of this. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to spend time doing this. Yeah. It has to be with good people, nice yeah. people. Um, but, uh, I remember after one of the, the nights, I forget which, oh, it was the night with Ryan, uh, that we shot around in the truck. Yeah. We came yeah. back here and we were having pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we turned the lights off. And we had the smoke machine going with the light, you know, we were yeah. trying that out and he picked up a guitar and could yep. play guitar really, really, really well. And I was like, wow, this, you know, this guy has very good musical IQ. Yeah. And I think that's important for a position in our band with keys there. It's a really, mm-hmm. really, really. Yeah. And I've ambience. never played keys before. So yeah. I always no, but, pick but, that you, up. But, wow. you, but you have the feel and you yeah. have, and well, you know, I mean, I don't even know the keys on a keyboard, you know, the keys on a keyboard. Um, and so that was, uh, it all kind of made sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I, now I kind of understand too, Nidis, why you, uh, use this as the, as the, as the, uh, sort of theme th- through line. Cause you're right between the convenience of something and the, the ability to actually have a connection to somebody who could fill that role, which I think that right. a lot of people either don't have either of those things or they have one, but not the other, you know, maybe they know people, but they don't really have the convenience of the time. And that seems to be a big one. So that brings me to a question. I don't want to chop, chop off yours. Why am I messing up your rhythm? Am I throwing you off? Um, I can play off your rhythm. Yeah. So, so to me, like one of the things I noticed, it's like trying to create anything is, I feel like I could learn a lot of things and figure out a lot of things if I could just get rid of the fucking distractions. But I, it's the hardest thing in the world, especially if you're not being paid to do it full time. And you guys now, like I said earlier, are doing this consistently once a week. You've got plans for a show. You've got, you, you know, you're, you're putting music out. You're, you're creating stuff. And we'll talk about the music in a little bit, but how in the world are y'all finding, what, do you have a certain time of day that you do it or how, how, how and when, what, how does that come up? I, well, I joke with the guys all the time that like when I write lyrics for these songs, right. Um, it's usually like in the parking lot of Home Depot <laughs> <laughs> or running to Academy. Um, I, I never have an opportunity. I don't have like a quiet place at my house where I sit down and light a candle and like get into the zone. Like I just don't. Well, okay. sometimes you go into the bathroom with yeah. a box. Is that for the, is that to limit distractions? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you get good, you get good sound in a bathroom. Okay. Um, but then, <laughs> but then I started, uh, basically now I, I, yeah, I write all, every song we've written is like, been behind the windshield of my Tacoma in a parking lot somewhere. Okay. Uh, cause I don't really write anything down. I just memorize it. Shout okay. out to Tacoma's. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tacoma's are money trucks. Y'all should get one. We'll um, take a sponsorship. It's fine. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So like, I, I'm not really good at like sitting down and writing lyrics. It's just like driving around and spitting out a bunch of random stuff. Okay. Usually it's just like one line. If there's one line I'm like, I can build around that. Um, but yeah, I think at this point when I record the vocals over the demos, I put my iPhone in a cardboard box and I sing into that box. That's oh, the best acoustics I can get right now off an iPhone. That's so cool. <laughs> it works, man. It's awesome. That's so cool. It's an ISO booth. <laughs> well, so, all right. So then you, you, let's say you get the song together, right? Or whatever, you get the lyrics together. Then what? You guys got to do the music. When well, do you guys find the time? Yeah. How does that work? I mean, uh, Grant starts it well, all, really. A, you know, I mean, I think that's a that's a big topic of creative moonlighting is, is how do you find the time? And so the way it's been, uh, at least to this point for us, is is that, um, uh, I mean, it started with I had ideas for songs and, and I'll uh, put the songs together musically. And, and the way that works is there'll be an idea, there'll be a, a feeling for the song. Um, I'll mumble a voice memo and then start obsessing of it just in my head over weeks. And then when I sort of draw out a structure to the song, then I'll, then I'll uh, pull up a garage band, very, anybody can use garage band. Uh, although it completely overpowers anything we used to use, I guess it's kind of the beginners, uh, I don't know, um, audio engineering tool of today, okay. but, uh, I love it cause it's easy. It's simple. Yeah. And, um, and so I will rough the song out, uh, start to finish layer in, uh, put a scratch track in layer in guitars, uh, drums using a MIDI keyboard. Um, the always two guitars, huge fan of two guitars and the medley that can happen between two guitars, um, bass and then keys. And then it's, it's a rough that then, uh, usually, I mean, it goes, goes to the group. What usually happens next is Kevin takes it. And if he approves it and, and feels it, then, then the lyrics will come out and oh. then he'll write vocals to it. Oh, so it's, um, I, I was thinking you did the lyrics and then you would do the, so you're doing the music and then you'll do and the so lyrics. You okay. Imagine that, you, you envision or like you somehow capture what you are, what you're hearing in your head yeah. of multiple instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's not like I'm going to play this bass line or whatever, and then toss it over to everybody. And then everybody. No, it's a complete song, which wow. helps with the, with well, the, the reason, the reason that okay. that's all, I mean, it's kind of been a necessity to this point because we don't have time to get together three, four days a week to just mm -hmm. jam okay. on ideas. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. we did, I mean, it might be a whole different sound, a whole different band. Um, but uh, so what happens from there though, is those are, those are rough ideas. And I think everybody then takes their part and they make it way better. Uh, and they add, they start adding things to it. Whether uh, it's keys, so bass, then when drums, you actually guitar. get together and mm. you, cause that's what I was curious about when you actually mm. rehearse together on a Wednesday night is, is it just riffing? Did you have is to it, learn something yeah, that week? Or, yes. Okay. Oh, got homework. Everybody's got homework. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's definitely not. Yeah. There's not a lot of jamming. Improv. Yeah. No. Okay. So, okay. Uh, well, oh, go ahead. There's improv. It's just little spurts here and there. And it's okay. Fun. It's usually a stranglehold <laughs> guitar lick or something. Yeah. Ted Nugent. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's usually, that's usually Kyle going I'm, off. I'm, on the, yeah. I'm pretty stubborn. Board. I'm a stubborn guitar player and I'll be like, you know, let's, <laughs> let's look at this guitar part for a minute and beat this up and I'll add my own flavor to it. But no, it's yeah. for the most part. Um, I think Grant's a pretty genius, uh, you know, writer and he, he puts 
nice music out there and it's, you know, it's a great way to do it. When, like you've mentioned, we're, we all got kids, we all got careers. It's, you know, um, saves a lot of time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. way he does it. It's puts a it good out there. mix of convenience and creativity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. A new theme is emerging. Yeah. yeah no joke. Uh, yeah. I, I want to, I want you to say more about being a stubborn guitar player. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm half joking, but you know, it's, uh, he, he writes, he writes the music and it's, it's wonderful. And he'll do the two guitar parts, like you mentioned. Um, but you know, I, I, we all come from different backgrounds of music. Yeah. So when I hear what he's doing, sometimes I have a different opinion about, Oh, yeah. maybe this will work better or maybe this will work, you know, to favor the song more or whatnot. And that's just being creative with the, amongst yeah, each other. Yeah. And, and that's what you want, you know, yeah. to, to have a good balance of things. So, yeah, um, I mean, that's the reason to have a whole band. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's what everyone does with their own parts. They take the, the roughs and you they, just get it they started. Make, they make them yeah. better. Mm -hmm. And you yep. get them some, get them, give them a jumping point and say, I'm, yep. I'm hoping for something like this. Right. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much, you know, that's, that's very similar to movie making yeah. that, that, mm -hmm. you know, you get actors in the room and every damn thing that you wrote that you thought was brilliant, yeah. it all changes. Yeah. yeah. Cause they are like, that's saying that stupid <laughs> yeah. ass line you wrote, you know, uh, it's yeah. like, I'm not yeah. doing that. So that so, was actually a question that I was going to ask about was how do you guys stay connected even when there's collaborative resistance. So, you know, it sounds like you guys have a, a way where somebody takes the lead on creating maybe the foundation of a song, right? But you throw it out there and there's six of you. And so everybody has their own interpretation on the drums or on the bass. And so like, when you come together or when you're practicing indiv independently and then you come together as a group on Wednesdays, like, what is that? How does that come so, to a resolution? I'll take this one. Okay. Okay. So one yeah, of the, Dave had a face as soon as I asked no, that. No, no, no. Um, so one of the, one of the pieces that has not been shared here is that this band did not have a drummer <laughs> for a long time. That whole record is Kevin playing the drums. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And they brought me in just a few months ago and a similar story. I was, I had shunned music, not shunned it, but I, I figured it wasn't in the cards. A few years ago, my old band talked about having maybe a one reunion show and it just set me off. I was like digging into old recordings and all this stuff. And since then I've just been aching to do something. And then these guys call me, Hey, yeah, we have a drum set set up. We have a <laughs> practice space. Yeah. We have a record and we have a video and I'd been following them on, you know, social media and whatnot. Cause I friends with Kevin. I'm no grant for a while too. So, um, I was super jealous. It's like, golly, these guys, but to get to your point, when, when they asked me to join, they had a full record, nine songs. And then we have like 10 more new songs. Yeah. And I didn't really know where my, where my position was in the band and I hadn't played yeah. in 20 years really. Um, so I just tried to learn the songs exactly mm -hmm. like they were played because I was so grateful mm -hmm. to be playing and I am every day. It's not a grind for me. Not yet. Anyway, yeah. it's every day that I come 
I get to get behind a drum set and play. I do not take for that for granted. Well, let me all. ask you this. Will, will it change or has it changed on songs where Kevin didn't already play the drums yeah. for it? It ha- so Absolutely. You, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think and, the new ones. And, yeah. And, and so far I think we're all friends and we're all polite and we all have different, so far we haven't had any creative tension over anything. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you, great. whatever you guys <laughs> want. I do kind of defer to Kevin and Grant because they're the primary songwriters. So I'm like, man, whatever you want me to do, I'll try it or whatever. And we, we do, we'll talk about beats. We'll talk about whatever. And then I'll, sometimes I'll throw in a flourish and then Kevin, give me a thumbs up. Like, all right, well, that works. That, just that's a, the song. Just yeah. like, right. That's a cool that's thing. Great. Like that's yeah. uh, it's been super pleasant, but it's been yeah. weird for me because my old band was a, Every weekend, few hours, we jam out, we write songs. I wrote songs. Um, it was super collaborative. So for me to come in and just learn songs, mm-hmm. but it has kicked off for me a creative spark of, of songwriting, which whether or not those songs manifest themselves as yes or no, sir songs, I don't know. But Grant let me a keyboard, which I figured out how to hook it oh, up nice. to GarageBand. <laughs> And I'm like, iPhone. I can't play guitar at all, but I'm like, dur, dur, dur. I can't sing, but I'm writing, <laughs> but I'm writing lyrics. I got electronic drums so I can do that. So I'm going to attempt to write songs like Grant does without being able to play guitar. And then whatever happens with it, I don't know, but just being able to do that again has been so rewarding. Dave yeah. is a set list master as well. Oh yeah. Oh. He creates our set list. Yeah. See, yeah. He's seen more shows than and all set of us. List, I just want to clarify for, cause I know knuckleheads like me are listening and they don't always know. That's just the order of the, what you play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And you change the set list every time that you. Uh, that's the way I prefer it. One thing I don't, I, I'm not. So I, oh. I do go to a yeah. lot of live shows and my favorite live bands they will give you a different set list every right. single night. Right, right. You go see a band. Pearl Jam did that to us a couple of per- weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are the band I aspire. Okay. In oh, terms nice. of just, I don't even know how they do it because they've got like a hundred songs and I they'll like come I saw out. Two different shows. I mean, it was way different. <laughs> I've seen them a bunch of times and it's a different set. And they'll be like, ah, we're going to play this B side. We haven't practiced it, but we're going to try it. I'm like, How do you guys remember? That's cool. All of these songs is crazy. Because they're not creative moonlighters. That's how they remember. They sleep and breathe. There you yeah, go. They're True. full-time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, professional. Musicians. Well, when y'all get there, you can tell us what that feels like. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. right. 10 K a month. Yeah. I want it. So, uh, specific to your question, I think yeah. Dave hit on something that, uh, he said there haven't been any, uh, collaborative tensions or uh, I think that's yeah. what he said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. And I think one of the, amazing things about this group. And in my opinion, this is how people should work and businesses should work. When people have ideas, it's the, the response should be, let's try it out. Yeah. Cause you don't really know until you try it out. So let's try it out. And, and very, very often you try it out and it becomes a better idea than what was there before. So it seems to me like everyone is very open to, mm-hmm ideas to trying them out. And a lot of them become better than what was there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
So I, you know, I think that's the chemistry that we have. And for, for that reason, specific to your question, there have not been any fist fights, yeah. broken beer bottles. Yeah. Too old for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, well, but me and yeah, Kyle switch talked about that a couple of days ago, like kind of just this topic, like introducing new ideas or, or Kyle will like, if Kyle and I hang out and we're talking about the band and he'll be like, Oh, I was going to talk about this part. Or what did you think about this at practice? And I was like, you know, it's funny. It's like years ago, these conversations would start an argument mm-hmm. in a band practice. Like, really? so you have experienced so it in those oh, scenarios. Okay. Yeah. Is and it it's age, a, do you feel like, uh, do you feel like with age, you understand compromise better and you understand the value yeah. of something you love I to do? I think that's it. I think it's that's it. For me. It's like, a maturity uh, thing. Yeah. Just yeah. keep check the ego I'm and not you know, mature. it's all that. Yeah. 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 So it makes me go to the young one here. (laughs) That our age. Are you? uh, Is that age discrimination? Yeah. No, it's inclusion. He's he's a a Jedi in training. (laughs) He's an old soul. He is an old soul. That's for sure. Yes. We've had the fortune of watching Ashton grow from, you know, a. Little lad. I mean, we now, first moved into our house, and they I would walked, peek over. They would like peek over there a little. And they had the, they had a tree, tree house. house. They had a tree walk house. out, and I'd be out there pregnant. And, and I would tell Matthew, <laughs> looking you up, cannot Ashton's walk looking out. Down, like six, you know. Yeah, I'm like, you <laughs> cannot walk yeah, out in your underwear. Yeah. yeah, I was like, six you have to be wow, clothed, and you need to yeah. walk out Man. like okay, because people aren't watching you. <laughs> Eight year olds. So, Ashton, I'm curious from you. So, you know, <laughs> what we Cover just up. heard was that kind of with age and you establish priorities, you understand compromise a little more. And so kind of what has been eye opening for you to be a part of the band? Um, well, I heard. Wait, going back to what y'all said about maturity coming with age, I think I think it also depends on the person, too, because um I've, I've heard from y'all that I'm like an old soul, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to hang out with us otherwise. I, I promise so. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yes, you are. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just hanging out with... Wait, what was the question again? <laughs> so the question is, yeah. like, think about when from being a part of Yes Sir, No Sir, what are some things that you've learned about creating about being a musician about working with people and just like what has that journey been like yeah um so i haven't ever like really been in a band like this before the only other band i've been in was like school marching men (laughs) so being in a band where to see the creative process and how y'all go about it especially when we're all collaborating and like no fist fights and stuff and being in a, a good band that in that regard, like right off the bat, I think that that's really a blessing to just be able to see that starting out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And we've had I mean, like so many times where <laughs> Matthew and I think that our neighborhood band is like a, we're musical geniuses. 
<laughs> after like about 27 beers. After, out on the back porch? Out on the back porch. Just, you know, just made like, up some genius yeah, actually, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. good, yes. We, we think that we're musical geniuses. So um, to be around people that are true musicians, and I've heard and seen, I've heard and seen your music. Strong word there. Knowing yeah. that. Uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe not so much. Um, okay, Matthew, I've got a couple other no, questions. No, go on. I didn't mean okay. to throw you off. I mean, no. you know, just um, flowing with it. Okay, so um, something else. I heard this the other day. I was I was listening to another podcast. The actor Jeremy Renner, if y'all know him, he oh, was God. like Kurt Locker. Yeah, yes. all of those. And so, the um, he, yeah. so the interviewer was asking him about. Um, you know, how does he uh, continue to make sure he stays on his path or like his direction? Right. And he said that one thing that he always stays true to is when he's collaborating with somebody, especially a director, he'll ask like, how do you want people to feel after they watch the movie? They've just bought a ticket to your movie. And, and how do you want them to feel after they watch it? When they walk out. When they walk out, right? Like you had to have an intention when you wrote this film and you filmed it, what you wanted people to take away from it. And there could be an array of emotions that occur, right? So for you guys, something that I'm curious about is when you write your songs, you have your album out already, right? So how do you want your music to feel for people? Um, so, it, and with this idea, it's about connecting with your audience. Like, what is it that you want them to feel after they hear? Or do you songs? even think about that? Do yeah. you make mm-hmm. it for you guys and yeah. say, let's do this as we lo- this is what we like. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of, I've seen it done a bunch of ways. So. I mean, nostalgia is yes. my thing. Like <laughs> I'm big on nostalgia and all my lyrics. Um, I like trying to connect like really common universal emotions. I mean, that was part of our process with the bright white light video, right? Mm-hmm. Like hopping on a call with you and, and it was, and I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been in, through a process like that. And, but you were asking some of those questions, like, mm-hmm. what do you mean by this lyric or what, like, what's the emotion here? And, um, but it was awesome. Cause like, I've always thought that way about writing lyrics. I'm not, I'm not really good at just writing a random line. Like everything is like dripping in sentiment and it's kind of annoying sometimes, but it is what it is. But like, it means something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, um, everything that I'm writing is like, it's sort of a made up story, but it's all tied to something that like I've been through or I know other people are going through. And I think that would be the ultimate thing to get that out to people is that these are all just like universal themes, right? Like Mm -hmm. love and loss. And I mean, nostalgia is a huge one because I mean, you just think about things, especially as you get older and when you see something that hits you in the gut that you, you remember hear or hear something that you remember just so well when you were 12 or 15 mm-hmm. or 18 or like 27, any Pearl Jam I mean, song, the number I goes higher and higher, was, but what I was doing, when that happens, it, you, it's there. That's yeah. it. You yeah. Know? That's why, that's why, that's why <laughs> writing songs, even in Mice and Rifles, it was always just like a one liner. Like Kyle and I always joke about that, like in a song or you, or someone just says something, you're like, Oh, it's a great line for a song. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, they're just yeah. out there. You just gotta like, listen for sure. it. You know? No, you do it with movies too. Absolutely. I mean, I've written entire scenes around one line. Yeah. Probably not always the best idea, but it's cool. It's fun. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the, one of the things that's interesting to me, you know, coming in late to the band, um, Kevin's voice and his lyrics are the through line. Mm-hmm. 
but Grant's songs are very diverse. And, and I think that really comes out, especially in the newer songs. When I heard the new, they played me a bunch of new songs when they sat me down and said, Hey, you want to do this? And I was like, Oh my God, there's all kinds of crazy stuff here, but it's yeah. all connect. It's, it's all connected through what Kevin does. And I think one of the things I love about this band is that we all, because a lot of it's because of our age, we all grew up listening to, 80s new wave and punk rock and mm-hmm. heavy metal and indie rock in the aughts and stuff. And we just can pull, f- we all love that stuff. We don't, we never disavowed anything that we ever loved. We all love it. And so we can pull from that. And I don't, you know, I don't know what inspires Grant to, to write what he does, but um, I think that's great. And so even the songs that I'm writing or trying to write, I'm trying to write in his voice. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, nice. Because, and it's very interesting. Like I'm trying yeah. to have that lower tone mm-hmm. and like, is it fun? So, is it fun to try yes, that? Yeah. It's so, yeah, I would think it great. would be. Do you try to sing to it? I, I'm going to try right to now. sing to it. it you like got to get real close to the mic. Ashton yeah. told us you got to get real close to the mic. If you want to have a low voice, like yeah. Kevin. Proximity. Yes. But but like, so, so, uh, I'll give you an example that I think is just awesome. So we have this song Grant has, it's this like really chill song. And and Kevin goes, Oh man, this song, my lyrics are going to be awesome, dude. It's kind of like Fiona Apple meets Deftones. (laughs) And, 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 you know, 20 years ago, my band would be like, what the hell? Like that's, but now we're like, Ooh, that sounds awesome because we love Fiona Apple. We love the Deftones and they're very disparate. And what is that going to sound like? And sometimes, you know, Grant will describe it. It's like, well, that's kind of a pop punk thing. And I'm like, I don't really hear that, but he heard that or, or this song sounds more metal. And I'm like, well, it sounds more, it doesn't matter. It's the sort of pulling from all of our influences. I think being older and, not really giving a crap about rock and roll is not a popular genre right now. We just go and do what we like. We're not trying to be like, well, we got to be a straight up punk band or we got to be a straight up alt country band. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you got to always be on brand or something, you know, it's like, and, and, and with Kevin's voice and, and his lyrics and everything that pulls, we could do a lot of different genres and kind of unite them. And then that's where I'm like, Ooh, set list. Let, how can I mix oh, okay. and match okay. this song into this? Like you could put on a whole different vibe of show. You could do a show that's really vibey and kind of mm-hmm. dark and ominous, or you could do a straight up rock show. Like that's real upbeat depending on the venue that you're in. Do you in. ever change it at the last minute? We haven't played upon- a show. <laughs> But I guess, have you toyed around with set lists here in practice? Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have been got, a lot of my ideas. And y'all are going to, we're going to, we're going to see one tonight, right? Hopefully. And if you got yeah. to a venue and you saw the energy of the crowd, you might just adjust the set list as is. Right. That, I don't know. I feel like we're not at that point that? Yeah. Okay. to decide, but yeah, sure. Have you done that? Well, yeah, in the past or like if like, you know, we do an encore or something and, you know, like, I mean, that was rocking. Let's do another you know, something to keep it going. You yeah. know, that's, that's happened. Okay. Um, but sure. Yeah. I did set lists for my old band. Wow. I was in a band for like seven years and they're like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, okay, tonight guys, <laughs> yeah. we're actually starting with Curating. a mellow song. Yeah. Go, All right. Whatever. You kind of just, I mean, answered a question that I had, but it, it in, and I just want to clarify that 
that was one of the things I noticed in editing the, or, or just in hearing the album the first time, but then, and also editing the, the, uh, the song, you know, uh, bright white light. It was like, well, I, I always like, you know, even sometimes I'll watch movie and I'm relating everything to movies because that's more the medium than I'm used to. But when I watch a movie, maybe by the end, I don't like it, but there was something unpredictable about it that made me like it for at least an hour. Mm. Like, I, I think there's just so some value to being not predictable and there y'all y'all really aren't very predictable, at least based on the album that I've heard the other, it's not very predictable, but I think you may have answered it or maybe you can, de- you guys can deconstruct it a little better um, in terms of answering that. But if Grant uh, is doing, if he has a certain way of doing his version of the job, you know, and getting it started and then you get it and now it's getting to be put through this other thing. It's going through your head and then it gets put out to each of you in different ways. To me, there's no, and that goes, I guess, to y'all's, y'all's idea about being truly collaborative. There's no way it's not going to be unique if y'all go through six people and have these, these different, you know, so I I don't know. I just think that did y'all plan to do it that way on purpose or did it just kind of work that way? I think, I think that's the plan. I I think when, when a, when a, and I heard somebody, some very accomplished songwriter, I read this or heard it. They said, when you have a song idea, there's usually a, an emotion tied to that idea. Uh And the best thing to do is to try to tie the writing of that song to that emotion. Don't, don't try to deviate from that here, take it over here. Um, so we do and have so, an alley we're playing in here, but exactly, you know, yeah. within that alley, do whatever, you know, yeah, try. Yeah. So there's this kind of baseline emotion that a song has and it could, could be dark. It could be a little lighter, could try to make you feel like a spy or a bank robber. Yeah. Although, mm-hmm. although, make you although, feel. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then the, all of the details that in, enter into it, make it unique, I think. And that's, no, I, that's every instrument. Yeah, like reverberations. We were talking about this on the (laughs) way here. We were listening to um, Black Pumas, that song Colors. Um, There is a great podcast, if y'all haven't heard it, but it's called Song Exploder. And they um, interview um, artists about maybe a popular song that they've written. And then they explore, like, what was your intent behind it? Or how did you Mm. choose to express it in this way? And one piece that I kept pausing, Ashton and Matthew were in the car and I'm like, that, that sound is the sound that I really love about it. Right. Like I can't name anything else, but like, I like that particular sound and it was a reverberation and he was supposed to be representing a bird. I don't know. Or what lightness felt like. I don't know. It was something like what what rebirth or like lightness felt like. And it's like, you can express that in... Or smoke. He he had a sound for what smoke was supposed to sound like. He was playing like. smoke. Yeah. 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 And so it's like that's the beautiful thing about music is I want this emotion to come out. And so we got to figure out is it the keys? Is it the bass? Is it the drums mm-hmm. that are going to elevate what that emotion is so that whoever listens to it feels nostalgia or feels what I was smoke. when I was 15 and smoke, I was smoking when I did it. No, I don't know. Um, okay. So I have a question for Johnny specifically, and I know you were the kind of brains behind the um, website, right? 
And so thanks for admitting I have brains. Yeah. (laughs) And so I wonder about in like when you're trying to capture like a website today is mandatory to represent who you are as six people together. And so how did you kind of choose the angle you were going to go with creating that visual representation of who you guys were as a band? Sure. Um, I think it's a lot of album based artwork. It's the album is, is bright white lights. So. Did you create the artwork too? Yeah. Well, we had a great photographer as well who directed that yeah. shoot. Those pictures uh, ben were Stelly. awesome. Shout okay. out to Benjamin Stelly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Okay. So that, that, that concept that he presented, nice. uh, that is on the front of the cover of the album, um, of us staring off. Did he into blind it. y'all with white light? <laughs> Pretty much. Kind of, yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. Okay. That was um, great. I, I ran I with that. It. So, um, okay. it's thematic and we'll probably change it up for the next album. I, I would imagine I was just posing that question to the guys the other day. I was like, we've been, we've had this album for a year now. We're starting to do some more merch and getting ready for the show. And, uh, like, are we ready to explore new ideas? Uh, but probably not. Um, but I, I went along with the theme and the emotions of the album to mm-hmm. represent the website as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it could change. I, I, I do see artists do that all the time. Uh, every, every album release has a brand, so to speak, and mm-hmm. social media gets yeah. hit up. The website gets hit up. The album has a look and a feel. Um, so that, that's my intentions. I haven't run that by the guys yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Did well, we uh, mention Johnny's a creative director? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I, yeah, it, it sure does. And so, okay, just while we're on the topic, the website for the band is what? It is ysnsband.com. Okay. So people can go check we'll you guys out. We'll put it in the out, show notes too. See yeah. what the, I see sweatshirts all around the table right yeah. now. Matthew has one too and some good merch, but. The videos. The video. The yeah. I'll shout out Griffin co-production. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And the vinyl that took eight months to produce is very sexy. It's white. Yes. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. Bright white light. Yeah. There was a vinyl shortage. There was a vinyl shortage. A vinyl. I didn't get to see the vinyl yet. Not, yeah. I don't, it's great. Unless maybe you posted, but yeah, I need to. Do you have a record player? We need to yes. order okay. it. Okay. I'll oh, give you yes. one. We'll walk out with one. Okay. Nice. Sweet. Signed with a yes. silver nice. paint pen by Kyle Cox. Wonderful. Ooh, That's perfect. Paint pen. Nice. Um, yeah, I, so you had a you had asked me yes. Well, go ahead, then you do it since yes, you're not in your head. I really thought about. I was <laughs> like, what do I want to ask him when we're sitting around this table? So I have another one about when I was reading through the website. Right, I noticed that um, all the proceeds were going to banding together, and so I think this kind of leads me to we live in a wonderful city of live music. Like, can't beat it. Yeah. Right, so. Um, one thing that's a huge celebration for you guys was you were featured on KUTX, right? You Mm -hmm. were the Mm -hmm. song of the day, day. which was awesome. awesome. We went back and listened to it over and over. And so, yeah, shout out KUTX. So, um, I'm curious about staying connected to the Austin music community. So you two obviously were in a band together before. I know you guys were, it's like, how do you guys, how did even getting connected with KUTX, how do you ensure that your music is actually getting out to people that live in this wonderful music community? Yeah, that's a, well, that's like been tough. And we've actually, uh, when you talk about staying connected, um, we have a dumpster fire of a text thread with all of us on it. And so we (laughs) share a whole lot of ideas and some of it's just complete nonsense, but we were talking about it. uh, Honestly, I was trying to encourage 
uh, Ashton to like stay the course with us. Not that I thought he was quitting the band, but I was just trying to elaborate of like, man, look, this is, this is like really odd times, man. Like I have never been in a band like this where we haven't played a show. Like Mice and Rifles, we had one practice and our first show was like the next week. And we didn't stop playing for like two years, once a month. <laughs> like, right. So I've never been in this situation to, to that struggle of like staying connected. Yeah. Um, you know, C3 Presents obviously is a, a you know, huge promoter here in Austin, obviously outside of Austin with Lollapalooza and a lot of the uh, House of Blues and stuff. But, you know, they're a great promoter here in Austin because, you know, they book Lamberts and indoor stubs and even outdoor stubs for much of the larger bands, right, that want to tag on to a, a regional band. Um, but then to KUTX, someone like Lore Gaedo, who has like, mm -hmm. she's been such a huge supporter of music mm -hmm. for as long as I can remember. And I have not, none of us have been connected to KTX in years. And we just reached out and emailed them and they were like, oh yeah, cool. We love your song. Let's feature it. And we're like, dang it. Yeah. Like we got to get back in here. Cause it was just, they've, they, you, you just go to the channels that are super supportive. Right. So with Mice and Rifles, it was, uh, you know, Graham Williams and the transmission stuff with Mohawk, you know, C3, when they started booking emos and obviously stubs and all that in Lambert's. And then getting on with KUTX and anything beyond that, even 101X Homegrown, like I, I really never made a connection with them. Like Andy Langer was an awesome supporter. He had good write-ups. Yeah. Um, another guy who's like huge music supporter, but it's like, I think that's what we're all going through right now of like, how do we reconnect with the music scene? And that was kind of the thinking with Banding Together. It's like Grant and I talked about it of like, you know, I think we have it in the website of like contributing to the community that like we were a part of for so long, yeah. you know, and like whatever we can do. And I mean, eventually I want to play shows and like get them bar sales and, you know, generate some revenue. But, um, I think just trying to find a way to get reconnected with the music scene. And it was surprisingly very welcoming, right? It's like, ah, cool. It's still the same live music scene. Right. I think just the challenges, when do we have a COVID spike? <laughs> yeah. It feels like everybody's, uh, heads are just sort of, you know, button against the gates. Like the, when they open the, when they open that mm -hmm. thing up, I it's going to be a horse race. Yep. I agree. It, but I mean, it, you know, I, it's so awesome that people are still that excited, even though it's been whatever, two, two years going on two years of this nonsense. I but, mean, yeah. artist community is amazing because, um, you understand what it takes to put your stuff out there. And I think the other piece that Matthew and I've talked about, you know, he's a filmmaker and, Every time we've given to somebody else, we get it 10 times in return. It's yeah. like if they're doing a crowdfunding um, thing for a movie that they're in and we donate a little, they yeah. always support us in return 10 times. And so it's just the spirit of yeah, it's a I communist society, a but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> or that's another way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't is that exactly. communism? <laughs> what you yeah. just described? Is that communism? I, I thought communism. Well, anyways, like communism. Like maybe we should Panther go. Panther go. Yeah. Yeah. Take a turn. Like everybody gets a little bit, but <laughs> that is okay. communism. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's what I described, but okay. Well, um, on the on the on the you asked about. Banding, banding together yeah, ATX yeah. and that's um, an organization that's done an incredible amount for musicians and service workers, especially in the last couple of years. And, and we, we say as a band, we say, um, you know, those are the real musicians, the people that are actually doing it for a living. Yeah. Um, we're fortunate to not be in that position to put it, to put it that way. Um, and so we, producing the record, producing the merchandise, having the show coming up, um, 
which we're super excited about. Everything is driven toward raising money uh, for them. And we don't know where it will end up. And it'll be a small part of, you know, everything they raise, but it'll be several thousands of dollars. And, and that'll, in, in our minds, that's like Kevin said, we're just doing our part to give back to a scene that we've been a part of for decades and yeah. it's given us so, yeah. so much, um, uh, in, in so many different ways. So, um, so yeah, we're, that's, that's a huge part of us trying to tie to the community. And then we are looking forward to getting out there more yeah. and playing shows and connecting with people through our music. And, um, but, uh, but we're super happy to, to be kind of launching with, with that initiative. So you said something that I'm looking around the table and I'm curious about is, um, you said you have the privilege right now of doing this. Like you have another, you have full-time, you all work full-time jobs and Mm -hmm. you do this as we'll call it creative moonlighters. Is that what you want? Is that the end? If you had a perfect utopian society that you lived in, (laughs) is that what you'd want it to be? I'd I'd want to do music full-time. That'd be my ultimate goal. I think in in life, you know, but whether or not that happens or comes to fruition. I don't know. It's tough to do. Yeah. Like, I I think in this day and age, you know, you have to almost go viral somehow to even become successful where you could actually do it. I don't think I want to be someone grinding out a tour and whatever. My, my family comes first mm-hmm. in, and I think that's what oh, you mean like having to go rather than having to go on the road and try to go about it that oh, way. Oh yeah. Grind it out. Now, like if something happened where again, this, the odds are very much against for anyone you know, even, even bands that are doing it full time to become famous. And then you go out on the road and you're fine. You kind of have a comfortable living. You're not, you're already a known entity, but if you're an unknown entity and you're just grinding it out, I don't think that's something that I would go down that path right now. That's it it would right now. I'm just more focused on sort of one step at a time. Let's play a show. Let's play another show. Oh, maybe we get a following in Austin Mm-hmm. And, and as long as I can devote enough time for my family and, you know, bring in the money and everything, then, then I'm happy with that. I would love to be a full-time musician yeah. too. It's just the steps that are required for that. Yeah. I'm dreaming big, yeah. Dave. All right. I know. I'm well, sorry. Don't crush I'm my dream. Sorry. That was a question I was going to discard just because it didn't feel like it was headed that way. But this is something that's hit, hit me recently in a, in a big way, which is like, I, I have a lot of ideas of things I want to do. And every time I get involved too far, or if I get somebody's money for something, you're now bending your idea in a way that maybe you didn't think it would be that fun to go that way. And I'm talking about it in ter- especially, you know, that certainly that's why it is awesome what you guys have in terms of the way that you're going about it. But I've just recently thought more and more that I, in a perfect world, I would like to make movies full time, but I would actually just rather fund my own stuff if possible. I don't know how that's possible, but I, I would love to make it 
possible to do that so that I don't have to answer to anybody about whatever movie I'm making, you know, and, and, and same kind of maybe to the, what you're talking about, which is like, I don't want to have to go through all this stuff. And it's like, all right, if I could figure this out, we can continue to do this. Uh, if I, whatever I got to do to be able to fund it, to make the money, to live life, you know? Yeah. So, so 20, Plus years ago when I was in a band, that's what I wanted to do. I was in college, but I didn't care about it. And, and I didn't have a family. I didn't have anything music, music, music. And I, that was great. Mm -hmm. But I think that kind of, for me, you start to take things for granted that you love because it becomes a bit of a grind. It becomes about, this is what I've, you know, this is what I've committed to do. And then when the music thing kind of fell apart, now coming back to it, I just take joy in every little moment. I don't take it for granted. So I don't, I would love to play music full time, but if I can just come play music with these dudes and hang out every week, I feel pretty dang good about that. Yeah. That's not to say we don't have goals. It's just Absolutely. like, okay, we've hit that yeah. goal. Yeah. Let's, what, what, what can we do now? Yeah. What, what shows, how many shows can we do? What Just kind of chip away at it. Yeah, You're not yeah, really like trying to take all balance. of the cake at once. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and you, you enjoy every moment of it rather than man, if I don't become a rock star, which is, I know people that were like that. They were like, I didn't become a rock star out of this band and they were crushed by that. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm past that. I'm past that point now. I just love to play. I would have played in a cover band um, because I just so wanted to play. The fact that I get to play where like actually original music and good music. It's it's so wonderful. So um, yeah, I don't know. Full time music, well, great. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not ain't gonna. Out of curiosity, swim. what do you? I mean, I know obviously most of us don't try to go into the entertaining arts if you don't have some version of you that can imagine what it might be like to be a star. And I will say, as I've gotten older, that's been a, like, I've, you know, when we made a, like, that was one of the hardest parts about making a movie where I was directing it and we were like kind of responsible for it was there were other actors in it. And then whenever it was over and they didn't become huge stars, it's like, most of them didn't expect that, but I did have a couple of conversations, drunken conversations with a couple of those actors. Where I was like, are you serious? You really thought that was going to make you a star? That movie? That ain't going to make you a star, you know, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. So if you were to become a star and this turned into something, what do you feel like you might miss out on? Because I feel like that's what we always forget. You always hear the stars talk and they're like, oh God, I wish this, you know, and it's like first world problems. But if you were to become a star overnight, what, what, what do you think you would miss out on? Yeah, I think Dave probably nailed that with the family. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've I've got it. two girls. Yep. Um, we all have kids except for Ashton. He is our kid. He's our kid too. I am your father. <laughs> but I think that's probably the, the most realistic thing to say is the you know, yeah, the family, you know, and yeah. and watching them and showing up to ball games and whatever mm -hmm. they do, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So in a way, this is almost like a perfect balance. I mean, to it some is. degree, yeah, because you, you're doing both. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, that's it. That's yep. the whole underlying current of this that in, I won't speak for anyone else, but like in my youngest, wildest days, I never packed up everything, jumped in a van and hit the road. Right. Um, I'm from New Braunfels right down the road. Um, I liked being close to my friends. The only friends I've ever made in my adult life is through music. 
right? I don't really count work. Those are colleagues, plus I'm their boss, so I'm not going to be their friend. But <laughs> um, but the only real connections of friends I've made has been through music. That's it. Yeah. Like not through sports, not by just meeting someone casually. And then like we become buddies, like Johnny and I met years ago because I worked at a coffee shop and he'd come in and grab coffee and he was like, oh, I play music. I'm like, you're wearing a dress shirt and a tie. What's going on? I'm like, what? Um, but yeah, I, I think I would, for me, I would miss out on just being close to what's really important to me. And I think also the freedom of like being whoever I want to be. Like, I feel like we all have a snapshot of someone famous and that's who they are for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And they change their opinion. It upsets a narrative or someone yep. freaks out or you offend your fan base. That's absurd to me. Like, I enjoy this just to create something. Like, I do not care about the outcome. I really don't. Like, I mm -hmm. never have um, because I only write music in these really short, intense spurts of energy that's driven from like what Grant sent to me in an email outside of that, like, I kind of don't care. Like, I just don't really think about it anymore. Like drums came really natural to me when I was young, was super easy, like 12 picked up the drums. I think Dave, you were the same way. Like you and I had someone like Miss Townsend, who was an incredible drum instructor. We were very fortunate to have her in New Braunfels at a time and place in her life that showed up in a small town. And she's like a world-class drum instructor. And so everything just came so easily to us. And then we come to Austin and then it came so easily playing live music because it's live music capital of the world. Right. Like it was all so easy. It was, it wasn't challenging. And so to me that it's just kind of boring. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a sales manager of a, of a, of a sales team at a tech company. It's the most uncomfortable thing I do every day. And I love it. Like it's not natural to me at all to be a sales guy. Yeah. Like I'm a student of it. Music is just like, I can do it in the parking lot of Home Depot in 30 minutes. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. You just need that. You just need the window. That's mm -hmm. all. Yeah. But I can't do it full time. Yeah. There's no way I could. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, no, that's it. I feel like that's the other thing about when you, as you get older doing something long enough, you start to go, eh, what do I actually want to make of this now? If you would ask me when I was 22 or 25, maybe it would have been a different answer, but right. now it's just like, I would just like to sustain myself and make my, the movies that I yeah. want to make, you know? I think as a younger person who actually is kind of going into entertainment for audio engineering, and that's what I'm kind of dealing with now is do I want to continue down this path where creativity is becoming more of a job rather than something I'm doing like on my own and for fun? Do I want to necessarily mix other bands or do I want to work on my own projects? Yeah. And I think ideally I would want to, I don't really necessarily care if I'm doing music as a career, but just anything creative, like I just started getting the videos and stuff. Oh yeah. Do, so. No, I think that's, and awesome. that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing about creatives is learning. Just finding that balance. New yeah. things that they're yeah. creative it. with. Learning new things. Right. Like I'm obsessed with like tinkering and learning new things. And I think I would lose that if it was like you're a rock star. Yeah. Now you got to be like, a rock star. Well, not really. Like yeah. actually I'm, I'm bored with music and I don't want to do Like I want to make scale models today, like whatever. Yeah. It's just don't get Kevin started. Yeah. I love World oh, War II tanks and I just like build models go. and it's a good time. Here so we like, go. I had to throw There's it in There's a podcast there, there too. You know I mean? <laughs> if you guys want to have a weird history podcast, oh, let's do it. Oh, that's, 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 you know he history. teaches history. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's got to be your next one. Holy cow. No. Well, Nisa, you're leading the charge. I'm out of questions actually. Go ahead, Grant. Yeah, one more thing to, I think to inject into that is um, 
is that it, I don't think it's lost on any of us that even the few times a month we get together, which we say weekly, but it's really, we average, it's probably, I don't know, 2.5 times a month. Yeah. 2.5, seven, a half one times a month. <laughs> um, that is still time away from our, from our mm-hmm. families. And so, you know, I think we all really appreciate them allowing us to have this. Yeah. And, oh, uh, that's, yeah. yeah that's, and I'm homesick at practice. Absolutely. Like, and and I think, yeah. yeah. And I, I think really we am. all, yeah. I think we all also, one of the big reasons we do it is to, to share it with them as well. You know, mm-hmm. to show them what we're doing, to involve them in it, to let it's inspiring them, to to let them kids hear too. it. Our first show yeah. is a kid friendly show. We're going to yeah. have a bunch of kids <clears throat> running around here listening to likely their first real I don't know. It's kind of like a cross between a living room and a club in here. Yeah, and it'll be. We'll get the lights. We'll yeah. We'll get the lights dialed in, and it'll hopefully be something inspiring and impactful for them. And so that's a. I think it. It's not lost on any of us that that's a huge part of this, and we're super thankful for that. Yeah, man, you guys are sort of like yeah. That I mean, just and especially in talking, I kind of knew it already because we had you know done the video and all that. But uh, it's kind of it's eye opening cause I'm, I'm at a position, I'm at a position in my life too, where I, I'm like, how much would I want to give up to have to do this every day all yeah. the time versus I can do this tomorrow. And then next week I want to try something new for a little bit and then I can, you know, mix and match. It's, just, you know, we wouldn't get, you know, the podcast was like one of those things too. It's like, Oh, let's get it. Get, people to talk about stuff we want to talk about, you know, yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. You or what they this. want to talk about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I have top three. Basically the goal of every episode okay. is to talk until she comes up with three ideas. Yeah, I think I have top three. And so when we do top three, it's like, I'm going to throw out something I heard from you guys. Right. And then feel free to add to it. Right. So I, um, I actually have five, but I have to narrow it down. So I'm going to, can we have Johnny introduce top three? Yeah. Oh, Johnny, yeah. go yeah. for it. You're welcome to your top three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, can you get that sound bite yeah. and then every episode? Yeah. And every episode, whenever we decide it, you can, you can put Johnny in there. Right. Okay. So, uh, I have to do some rearranging here cause you guys had a lot, but I think the first one that I'm going to share, um, and you guys add to it, please was that one line can lead to inspiration. So if you're thinking about creating whatever it is, there's one line that can just lead to it. So does, does that land with y'all? Sure. So it lands with me. Spark. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It takes us a spark. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Even a line or a riff even as, as uh, yeah, it's the same principle. It doesn't have to necessarily be words. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think, uh, uh, Jay Farrar of Sunvolt is like the king of one liners, uh, from his uncle Tupelo days and then Sunvolt. Um, yeah, he was someone I uh, thoroughly, I'll say inspired, but I totally ripped him off for years from yeah. his singing style. And then, of course, uh, Matt Berenger from The National. Yeah. Um, you were yeah. talking about describing music earlier. You know, the, the two guitarists are brothers in that band, and they say that Matt drives them crazy because he'll talk about guitar tones and he'll want them to, he'll, he'll suggest that the guitar should sound like worn uh, burlap. And they're like, oh, nice. what the, f- 
Does it okay, mean? sure. And then they work on it for like six months to get a guitar tone, and that's insane. That that I cannot do. That is not going to happen in a Home Depot parking lot. That's really cool. uh, but yeah, it's all about like one line. Like yeah, the National I think is like my new king of the one liners. Their, okay. their songs are just like riddled with them. Yeah, I mean it's Matthew incredible. has like a um, a note, you know, an Apple Note or whatever they call those. Of so many one-liners, and then sometimes really? I'll read. Yeah, yeah. I made a list of Matt quotes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, Ashton man. has it too. Right? And probably oh there's someone gosh. else's quotes because <laughs> I wrote them down. And then Matthew will write a script on you, and he'll be like, "Hey, ch- read the scene. What do you think?" And I'm like, "You can't put every one-liner that you like in one <laughs> yes, you scene. Like, Why not? Everybody can't come back and forth with all your one-liners." And he's like, "Okay, I'll try to figure it out for something else, you know." And you but you guys do need to get together and talk history yeah. and yeah. history. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I do history. Uh, yeah. Kevin, you had weird. some good one-liners tonight. I wrote them down. <laughs> of course um, he did. Dripping with He's sentiment. I thought yeah, that, that one was, was great. That. That, was, that was good. Um, I think Grant, you said, or somebody said, tying a song to emotion. I thought that Grant one was today, great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like scribbling first, down first every one-liner, had, one-liner yeah. that I could hear. But um, okay, so that was the first top three. Second one was about staying connected. And you guys said it just takes a little effort to stay connected. That could be an email. That could be Mm -hmm. a text. It could be whatever. I like the text thread thing. I mean, when you want to stay, like, I mean, it is, it's a funny way to do it because you'll be at work probably. And you're like, (laughs) oh my God, Uh, I just missed 77 texts. (laughs) We are convinced that Ashton's probably muted notifications. Because Ashton. either either it's me kicking it off at like 6 a.m. because yes. I just got out of the gym and I'm yeah. fired up and want to cage fight somebody. And he's not awake. I, I, yeah, I get, I get to him too late. I'm like just waking up because right. I have like really late classes. Ashton. And I'll see like a picture of Johnny like ripping off his shirt or something. <laughs> that was the most recent picture. Moment of truth. Do you actually read the text messages? Yes. Okay. Wow. I, I believe you. I believe you. You would. You it's would. too entertaining. Like, yeah. How can I not? They fly almost all day, every day. They I mean, do. Yeah. Like I am. Yeah. Like I will look down in the middle of my day. Like I'm just talking to customers or people on my team all day long, and I look down. I have like 17 messages, but it was in like seven minutes. I'm like, yeah. what the? F- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you let that go for an hour, you're gonna. Yeah. yeah. And half of it's like, haha, awesome, tight. I'm like, what is, like, what is this? Like, and then like, and then a picture of Johnny ripping his shirt off, yeah. and there's like a picture of a donut. Wow. Like, <laughs> so stay connected. It doesn't, it's not the contents, the connection. Yeah. It's the connection. Yeah, it's just the connection. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, right. Totally. Um, okay. And then the third of top three was, um, I think reshaping what success looks like. And so, you know, when you're in your, when you're 20 years old or when you're 45 years old, success looks different. Right. And a lot of times that's about balance, like where we are now. Let's be realistic when you're in your 40s that you always are striving for balance and and priorities. And damn near always failing at it. (laughs) And and yeah, Yeah. maybe failing at it, but always striving to be better. So I think that was another piece that I heard you guys talk a lot about was that to me, success isn't the same as what it was 20 years ago. But I am damn well happy with it because Success today makes me happier than maybe what I was when I Man, was. Man, I got to say, I'm so happy to hear that y'all feel that way because now I don't feel as bad about starting to feel because I was starting to wonder, hey, am I starting to make excuses about not, am I just say, letting myself off the hook by not just chasing this thing, you know, full go every moment of every day? 
And to hear y'all say that, it's like, oh, no, that's just, yeah. that's part of where you're well, at. Because well, like, what's the alternative? Yeah. Not doing anything. Right. And that's yeah. right. worse, right? And I, I think for all of us generationally. One liner. Like, think there about, it is. I mean, it think is. about like, think about like <laughs> 40, <laughs> you know, like when I, like when we were teenagers in the nineties or kids in the eighties, like 40, like I'm 43 going on 44. That was ancient. You know, mm-hmm. like people were kind of just. 30 was. They were. Yeah, like they were stuck in their ways or like there wasn't an opportunity to do anything new. And now I feel like, one, it's the information age. It's like there's so much knowledge that's free. Um, But it'd be a shame like not to pursue something. And I think to your point, Denise, like what is success? I think it's just like the pursuit um, of just like, like I have those like cheesy moments in the morning. Like I wake up and I'm excited that I know I'm probably going to Google something I'm interested in. Oh, yeah. Like I have that too. Actually. I don't know. Like I, I've loved that. Right. And you know, one day that'll be gone. Right. Like, yeah. So I don't ever want to lose that. So with yes or no, sir, it's just an opportunity to like, just do something. Right. Yeah. Like the alternative is nothing. And I, that sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I agree. And that, that, uh, the other thing I, that you didn't point out, are you done with your top three? You I mean, only did, give like, three. Yeah. I don't give more than three. <laughs> and that's your top three. Thank you, <laughs> Well, I'm going to add the fourth. Okay. Uh, well, you can. But okay. I think it actually just ties in. Bonus you said convenience. <laughs> convenience. Convenience was important for for people that are, you know, that don't have all day, every day to be yep. doing it. That's a big part, you know. So, yeah. all right. Well, that's episode 41 with Yes Sir, No Sir. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We're going to close out with some music, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are closing out with some music. So we're going to move this over so that we can record some music. You don't have to tell them what I'm going to do with the the microphone. We got to get some cables. (laughs) I just did. (laughs) Thank you guys for creative moonlighting. As creative moonlighters, (laughs) creating creative moonlighter podcast. In the moonlight. In the moonlight. Yeah. I like that. All right. Moon River. Maybe the, yeah, maybe an, maybe it. a song on a next album might be creative moonlighting. <laughs> I think the, the name of the name of the album is gonna be Dripping in Sentiment. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, really sentiment. Sentiment. yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna that. play like yeah, like two new songs, probably about old girlfriends hanging out at the roots. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Twenty well, for fun. Cheers, y'all. Thanks. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Cheers. Yeah, through a sea of red, this city rushes past me. And I can drive all night, as long as I'm chasing you. I don't want to see the dead in your eyes. I don't think you realize that the bright white light emit well it pierces my chest in every way but i know i'm not the only one so who's there gonna be honey who are you gonna believe yeah you don't trust me you don't listen even when i lie and i've been saying the right things in silence all these years So save your breath for me, tonight we'll share this cold air. And I can feel your heart beat next to me. 
to argue now But is there somewhere else you'd rather be? You're looking through me Watching the door Waiting for something more You know you're not the only one So who's it gonna be, honey? Who's he gonna believe? Yeah, he doesn't trust you He doesn't listen even when you lie Saying the right things in silence all these years Why? 